would be. This is a good one, right? What's that? Mini Ripperton? Uh, yeah, yo, yo. Some bars, Rory. All right, yeah, welcome back. Shit. Mega Late Show, episode number 148. We're getting real close to episode with number 150, which is when I'm going to end the podcast. The last episode of the Mega Late Show is coming in two episodes. Why are you going to end it? You guys speaking to yeah, my, yeah, why, why are you gonna end? I'm it? not really gonna end it. I just felt like saying that right now. Shout out to my brother Late. I think he'd be pretty mad if I just ended the podcast. He's been putting a lot of work in, making a lot of phone calls from Atlanta and shit. But yeah, man, welcome back to I'm the Mega late. late Show. What up, Late? Uh, Tokyo Hip Hop Art and Culture, which is what we do consistently. Um, I want you guys to go back and check out the episode we did last week with uh, Eriko. She is the head. Uh, head editor and the founder of sneakergirl.com which is one of the definitely the first in Japan the first uh, ladies sneaker website and so check that out and man all the beats that you're hearing in the background are brought to you by my man soul dope 95 I got I got my main man Rory here with me today oh I don't want to call you Rory I want to call you DJ tag Call is me Roy. You can call me DJ Tag. I mean, I'm calling him call DJ me Mr. Tag. Mr. Tibbles. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Doc, he he is um and, and you guys go back and check out the episode that we did with him. That was quite a long time ago. I don't even remember exactly what number what that was. Do you remember? Uh, that was a uh, 84.3. 80, 84? As I recall. Oh man. Well, anyway, shit. One of my favorite DJs, man. One of my favorite hip hop heads. Even though he's like an old disgruntled hip hop head that don't like independent hip hop shit like that no more. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that what it is now? How it you depends, feeling on new J Cole? It depends on the the independent hip hop. I'm feeling the if if you give me the J Cole acapellas, I'm loving that You're shit. Feeling that. If you give me the J Cole album, meh. Uh, I'm not feeling the J Cole. I'm not going to listen to the J Cole album. Everyone's been talking about that album. I don't. I don't. I just don't have any use for it. Give I don't me the, have any need for g- it. Give me the acapellas. Let me speed them up to 98 to 103 BPM, and put some other beats over them. Yo, we got a classic. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to get him to listen to the weird shit. He never liked the weird shit, and that's where I, I sit most consistently. But yeah, my favorite guy, man. Um, it was good seeing you DJ the other day. That was a first. It was good to be back. In fact, that's the last time I saw both of you, and I got right, super right, drunk right. that night. So I apologize if I <laughs> misrepresented myself in any way. Was I? Was hey, I? Right? You you were all right, and, and in the end, that was the genesis of why we're all here tonight. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when the agreement was made. To come out here for episode 148. Yeah, that's which right. Is tonight, only yeah. two left. Yeah, on, there's only two episodes left. You know, Buster Rhymes scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and he had that. There's only five years left, and I was like 12. Like, oh my god, <laughs> how does this Wuha master know exactly when it's going Buster down? Uh, he's got the esoteric knowledge. But um, yeah, man. Uh, shoot, I met actually Mavina. I met you with Rory at the Black Lives Matter March last June, right? So it's been about a year. Yeah, it It, doesn't even seem like a year ago. No, it doesn't because we've mostly been shacked up in our houses. But we have, we did rendezvous at at Chateau de um, Tag. Is that that how you would say it? Chateau de Tag, or is it La? Chateau La? Casa de Tibbles. Okay. I I, I, I speak French. Okay, what is it? Chateau de Tag. Ah, there we go. Yeah, we were there. And we, we we had a good time on Halloween once, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've also, you know, communed together a few other times. But, man, I since I met you at that thing, and I was like, yo, this is like a tall Polynesian type of guy. He's like a mixed plate type of guy. And I was like, I fuck with him. Because as soon as I walked up, he's like, yo, what are you, some type of Filipino person? 
And I was like, yeah, actually, I'm half Filipino. And he's like, yeah, I thought I could recognize it. You know what I mean? And most people can because, you know, that's who I am. But, yo, I did Kumusta. a lot of... I did... Can you tell us your name? Uh, my name is Mivina Maxwell Liu Fao. Oh, hit us with the Maxwell, too. That's my middle name, yeah. All right, man. So I'm going to go ahead and give you some props and read a little bit about... I actually just took something right off of the internet. And I want you to just like rock with it for a second, right? I got a little bit of my notes here, but first off, it says you're an innovator, a legend. You come from a you you come from a long line, a generation of people who have been influential within the kind of Polynesian dance community and that community in general, musically and with with the dance. I guess yeah, it's the same shit, five, right? Yeah. Five generations. Five generations. Yeah. You you. It says here, the man, the myth, the legend. Mavina has single-handedly changed the way America has experienced the Tahitian culture. Mavina comes from the legendary Liu Fao yeah. Nonosina yeah, yeah, family. Yeah. Raised in Anaheim, California, danced 99.9% of his life. He was just dancing outside right now. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trained with Otahiti. Had to sit him e. down just to record this shit. <laughs> in 98. Won numerous awards for his family as a dance group, uh, Nono Sina. And the list goes on. It says literally the entire blog could be dedicated to your accomplishments. Now, I knew you was killing it, but I listened to the Fire Knife podcast. And man, he has such a rich history within that culture that i just had no idea about because you just be chilling with us smoking icos and fucking drinking beers and shit <laughs> i had no idea why are you gonna put my business out there like i that? mean that's <laughs> what we do on the mega late show we're gonna talk all about all these things but but yeah man i, I had no idea that you kind of come from that can you tell me a little bit about like the genesis like who started it was your grandfather your right, grandmother right, right, tell right. us tell us about how it gets to you um well my background is i'm mainly um Oh, well, shit. Tell us what you do, actually. All right. Because so, is that as we'll accurate? Start with that, right. And then so, we'll take it yeah. back to how all you right, got all right, to cool. doing what you do now. So, so uh, uh, I, I live out here in Tokyo, uh, and uh, been here for about eleven years now. And what I'm doing out here is I have my own Tahitian dance group, um, based both in Tokyo and in Osaka. And uh, my wife and I, we we. We've been running our group out here, uh, teaching Tahitian dance to both men and women and kids and people of all ages. Um, and now, not only just Tokyo and Osaka, that's where our main central base is, but I also teach teachers. And I've been teaching from Hokkaido all the way down to Okinawa. How long you been in Japan doing that? Uh, now, 11 years. That's how he got that ill-ass visa status, right? Yeah. It's been a long-ass no 11 shit. years. Yeah. What, what made you want to come out here? Um, well, uh, I was invited to come Can out I have here. you get closer to yeah, the Yeah, my bad, my bad. If, um, I, if I go like this, I mean, well, since we're on video, people, it's not like a secret anymore. Like when it's audio, I could do it. Yeah. I'll just say, we're get on a mic, yeah. Mavina. I know. So yeah. I'm so used to being on mics and everything. Yeah. I'm just getting lazy right now. But uh, um, I was invited to come out here from um, a promoter now. The whole, I mean, Polynesian dance is kind of like the general word that we use for everything out here. But um, hula is huge out here. Right. Hawaiian hula. They have like estimated that the amount of Japanese people who dance hula is actually much greater than the population of the state of Hawaii. Let alone 
the number of actual Hawaiians. Wow. Yeah. I believe it. I teach a student. She dances hula. She goes to Hawaii every year to to do her per- performances. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing people don't know about uh, Japan, let alone Tokyo. You can find like a hula group or we say hello, like almost in every city that you right. go to in Japan. Every, right. every single culture center that I've worked at with right. in Tokyo right, right, has right. a hula group. Yeah. And it's taught by a variety of, you know, younger, older people. Like, But it'd be, right. yeah. it'd be it, middle-aged women in there hula and their asses off. And it, ma- it makes sense, like, that love, because, I mean, if you've been to Hawaii, the the, the Japanese language there, it, it's like Spanish is in California oh, absolutely. Or, or Arizona. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're so influenced by that Hawaiian culture, Yeah, you know, going out there, bringing that back here. So um, it, it's surprising to, to hear those figures but at the same time it's you can not, imagine right it I can, I can it, see it, it makes it's, sense yeah it's 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 not a bad thing yeah i, I didn't uh, even no, question it he gave yeah. us a bunch of facts it's all respect like, it's all love yeah. true absolutely like we didn't fact check at all we don't do that cultural here. appropriation i just, I just believe it but no but there is there is that and so you just saw that there was like space for it and then yeah so i was invited um by one of like a big promoters out here she's like you know so what people don't know is like hula is kind of um, geared more towards older Japanese women. So like the the general hula dancer is like from like 50 up right. in Japan. Because it's slower. It's Japan. slower, right? Well, um, at least what they do it, is slower. Right. Okay, okay. And then what they saw with Tahitian dance, which is what a lot of people get confused with hula, which is the faster stuff and everything. They saw that it would reach a bigger demographic, which was mm. like basically every everything under 50. Okay. You know? And so we were out here. It was already out here, but they wanted kind of someone who knew how to do it. And uh, that's when we got invited to come out here and just basically start up something bigger. And uh, it was like, six year definitely pre-covid that they um thought i mean they tried to do the numbers and everything and they were like there's probably like 40 to sixty thousand people here that do Damn. uh tahitian dance so you're balling off of this shit oh no hell no <laughs> <laughs> you but know? you're but but like um but you're like one of the main like you're an elite type of person so like like brooklyn terry in a way right brooklyn terry is it, it, when it comes to house, right. like people that teach house know right. like the Godfather. Like, yeah, they yeah, know yeah. he's like a champion. So you probably have Japan. that. He he probably got right. that same type of similar status out here. Because when I told my my adult student who was probably in her fifties, I was like, yeah, I got a, I got a homie, and he's like, I was like, I was surprised. Like, look at all these Instagram numbers he has, and she's like, she looked him up, and she's like, wow, he's really famous, and I was like. Let me see that. Right. And then she was like, yeah, but, but you know, she, she was, she was saying it, it was like impressive and shit. Plus Shout she out saw to Brooklyn you. Terry, the Mavina of house dance. Oh man. <laughs> if Shout, only, out. If Shout only. out to the Mavina <laughs> house dance, Brooklyn <laughs> Terry. Oh, no, thanks man. It's, uh, it, it, it's definitely been a long journey. And like even teaching here in Japan has been like, it, it's been crazy in itself. It's like a totally like you know you can have all these accolades and everything coming from overseas and then coming here, and it's like you gotta relearn how to teach and how to communicate with people, you know. So um, with Tahitian dance, like going back to like the history and everything, 
Uh, is that cool? We go to the history. Part? Yeah, let's go. Yes. Right, tell us. So Educate me on it because I don't. I don't really know. Ori Tahiti. Yeah, I, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Rory, Rory I, I told you. I, I I went to high school in Hawaii, so I kind of got you know. I, I know a little bit more about, um, you know, the Japanese culture. I, I everything I learned about Japan kind of was when I was in Hawaii. I was like, I go to my homie's house and his mom speaks Japanese. She don't speak English and shit. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, word. And, and all that kind of. Um, salad bowl of cultures that they have out there the chinese the japanese the the hawaiians oh, the, yeah. the white folks and and the whole variety of people was it was a culture shock to me because and it's I like deeply that you cultural used, i like that you use salad bowl as a as opposed to like melting, melting pot, pot yeah. because i don't agree with that melting yeah, pot yeah. you know then we all lose ourselves in right. that you the, know and that's a that's a beautiful thing about hawaii is it somehow it maintains like this different cultural like integrity throughout a variety of different kind of ethnic groups and uh, and indigenous populations. Right. It's know? like everyone has their own place in it, you know, and um, everyone is recognized. But then there's also that other side where like everyone, if you're born and raised in Hawaii, which I was not, and we can talk about that later. It's like they all know their difference, but like everyone speaks pigeon. Sure. Even if you're like, if you're, if you're like really from Hawaii, right. you know, you can be a total like holy like white person or even a black person or whatever. And yeah, well, <laughs> you know the <laughs> thing is, like when I was out there, I, I was I spoke hella pigeon. Yeah, and it, I, it didn't disappear until about four years into coming back to the states. Mm -hmm. People would be like, "Yo, he said he talks weird," but I would only sprinkle it in, and now I can't do it at all unless I'm talking to a homie, and then it just comes right back. Right, it's a it's a different sense of like uh, I can I can never say the word inclusivity. You know what I mean? And like Hawaii You killed that dog. That was it. <laughs> that was the actual word, right? Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Hawaii is a, it's it, it's a it's a beast of its own because uh it's like I mean, you can talk to certain ethnic groups and they'll be like, "Oh, well they're racist towards us and things like that." But I find that hilarious. Right? I find that hilarious. Yeah, it just depends where you go and you know, it's a very Hawaiian thing. To, of course, to not you be usually racist, you only hear about it from like white neoliberal people, like white liberal peoples who go there and like, oh, they were. Oh no, but old. even even now other I know what it feels too. like to be black. Oh, it's like, ah, yeah, <laughs> don't work. go to the North Shore. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And I think they're not. They were never like politically correct. It's like it's 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 so much like you know I love you, so I'm going to make fun of you. You know what I mean? Like, come on, well, we're, you're you're my. You're my brother, or like you know, you're you're my neighbor. I fought a lot when I was out there. I fought a lot, and a lot of the people that I fought became good friends of mine. And, and it you was know, just a part of the culture. That is the culture. Yeah, yeah. that is the. Culture. I love I love Hawaii. I just I just can't imagine living there because of prices. But oh, yeah, we man. actually it's we crazy. actually went to a, a tangent about Hawaii that we don't have to go all the yeah, way down. We don't, but, yeah. but tell us tell us more about the history uh, of the dance that you teach, and also the history of your family and how you got into it. Okay, so. Um, my, my background is Wait, I'm time out, time out. Check out my new Hawaii dunks that I deconstructed. <laughs> you know what I mean? They used to be all blue. Look at that, Rory. I cut oh, all it out. You feel shit. me? Look at that green. Wasn't there before. Pay attention. Uh, I'm a, uh, yeah. Sneaker heads. That's a size. Uh, what is that? A size. These are tens. These are size yeah, 10. You're going to find them on StockX tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I just, oh, I just those are dope. I just deconstructed these. Roy, they used to be all As blue. As seen on out. the Mega Late Show, yeah. episode 148. Yeah, thank you for paying attention to that. I want to put them on the table because we rocking real fucking... Some island culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got my new business cards, too. You know I know, yeah, I was checking yeah, this out. Yeah, those are dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Checking out, word. Uh, Cultural so, yeah, ambassador. Go uh, ahead. I'm sorry, dog. Oh, no, it's all good. 
This uh, is we're, we're like I know we're being serious about the culture and everything, and we want to do it. We, we want to do your family, you know. I mean, justice and right, talk right. about all the dope things. But we're also drinking, have a good time. Tonight yeah, too, we're just vibing I mean? right so, now. Right. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think anyone would be upset if we just go off on tangents or yeah. whatever and talk about how dope these are, you know. So. <laughs> But speaking but, of how dope things are, I want to hear how dope your ancestors are and the dance that they created and how it oh, led yeah, to you. So, <laughs> That's why you're here, Rory. Thank you. Yes. That's why you're here. Bring Keep it back. us on track. But uh, yeah, so my background is I'm Polynesian. Now, Polynesian means a lot of different things. But um, we're, we're a whole bunch of people. And uh, my background specifically is I'm Samoan and Hawaiian, but I specialize in Tahitian dance. So my great-grandparents uh, immigrated to the mainland. My great-grandfather was from American Samoa, and my great-grandmother was actually Hawaiian Ainu, the Japanese. And um, they were both entertainers back in the day. That's a fire mix. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a yeah. fire mix. Yeah. And I have a, a story about that if we can get into it later, but... Uh, so they back in like the 1920s and 30s, Hawaiian music was like fire. Mm. You know what I mean? Like everyone was getting into that that falsetto right, stuff, yeah. and it was like the golden era of Hawaiian music for for America. Yeah. And so um, they were invited to go to uh, the America's World World's Fair, which was like in New York, back in 1920s and 30s. And so they came over. My great grandfather was a bass Hawaiian bass musician. My great grandmother was a Hawaiian dancer, kind of like show dancer. So did all the um, all the islands, and then um, they stayed there for a little bit. And then my grandfather was the first Hawaiian born in New York. What? Yeah, who should the first what? straight up Hawaiian? Yeah, someone of New Hawaiian Polynesian. I think wow. Hawaiian, but uh, yo, that's pretty dope. Yeah. And someone that's checked those facts. Super dope. But yeah. He was born there. We don't check facts here, that but some yeah. Street cred. Like, that's before Nas's dad moved to New York. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah. You're more, you're, you're more New York. I mean, that's than like Nas, yeah. a wow. Jay Z Hawaiian Sophie fame. Right? Like, it don't, it starts with your, with your grandfather. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's incredible. And uh, they all, they kind of did like a big um, exodus over there with a lot of the entertainers during that day and whatnot. And then, uh, after the World's Fair, now like Hawaiian music and then like Polynesian dance and everything got big and like the movies and everything. So then they moved to Hollywood. They moved to the West Coast. And so uh, they were doing all that for, for a, wh- a while. And then um, my grandmother moved from American Samoa to Hawaii and then moved to the mainland to, to dance. And she started working for my great-grandfather, met my, met, met my grandfather. And then she was like, well, you know what? We should start a, a group. And this was back in uh, 1965, like so many years later. And then it kind of like blew up. And then after my mom took charge and then uh, Polynesian dance was really big. Yeah. And everyone was confused. Like, is it hula? Is it Tahitian? Is it the haka? Is it the fire knife dancing? But it was kind of all those things. We were trying to promote mm-hmm. our Polynesian culture to, to, uh, to America. Y'all was like the original Polynesian Cultural Center and shit, right? You go yeah. in there and it's like, In fact, wow. yeah, Polynesian Cultural Center is um, a lot of our family was involved in creating that. Word. Yeah, because that's that's the whole area that my family's from. No shit. So after that, um, for me, I now of course it was my mom, and then she met my dad. My dad was a fire knife dancer. You know, we all met through the business, and then uh, I really didn't 
it was something I always did. I was very mm. proud of my culture, but it wasn't what I thought I was going to do. You thought you were going to play football? No, hell no. I mean, you Samoan. I thought that was like a thing that y'all did. I went. I went to. I grew <laughs> up in Orange County. Man, come you on, know what man. Mean? No, no there's yeah. a disproportionate amount of Samoans in the NFL. Like, oh no, yeah, it's, it's hugely the odds I'm like, of a Samoan getting yeah. into the NFL is. I mean, if if you want to throw the stereotype, it's cool. I, I mean, I love to throw maybe, the stereotype. No, it's gonna be a serious. professional it, bowler, rapper. You were like. He's Bad like, yeah, I want here to rap, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's you know what's funny? Uh, the high school I went to, so I grew up in Orange County. Uh, I was born and raised in Anaheim, and uh, damn, the high school that I went to shout was out to number one. Yeah, that's why. Oh, shout Anaheim, out to Disneyland, yeah, which I actually worked at for many years. He was doing like a, like both Polynesian Anaheim and in Tokyo. Oh, yeah, sick hell damn yeah. dog, yeah. you're fucking killing it. Yo. Get your and, thighs uh, all out and everything. Oh no no no! I was I was just a musician over there. Oh, Didn't okay. have any male dancers. Oh, that's shameful. But what, what shit? What was I saying? I'm sorry, dude. No, I think I had too many. Too beers. many beers. Hey. Oh no no yeah. So. Oh, I don't have any gunshots. Everyone thought not... I was gonna be. That was that was the weakest <laughs> fucking gunshot ever. Yeah. But that uh, was pretty weak. The high school I went to. That's actually pretty hard. <laughs> Was uh, we were number one in the nation for football. Mm. Uh, Los Alamitos High School, shout out Griffins, go Griffins. Mm. And uh, the only Samoans there were the ones that played football. Now, it was kind of like a magnet school. I, I got into that high school because it was the Orange County High School of the Arts. So I know you guys think I'm lying, but I was I got into that school because I was a musical theater major. Uh, that, well, I mean, that I believe was, it, uh, like you, like. You're if you go to to Nono Cena on Spotify, you got tens of thousands of listens. Yeah, thanks, man. A month. That that was That's my passion because I always grew up dancing. You know, like fifth generation, fourth generation. These in things. fact, in fact, the majority. If you type your name into into YouTube, the majority of the videos are musical. Yeah, Would yeah, you say yeah. that you're a musician first or a dancer first? It's it's one and the same. Oh yeah, I think just the actual dancing. Me as a dancer. Um, my la last time I really like danced competitively was like 15 years ago. You know, I'm going to be 42 mm. in two months. Hey, uh, shout out to aging, dog. Hey. Yeah. And so I just turned 38 like a couple. The day, you know, my birthday is the day after Angelique. Yeah. No, it's all about the 40s, right? You're yeah. about yeah. to turn 42. I'm 43. Yeah. Episode 48. Yeah. We're drinking a 40 ounce amount of alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Probably. Roy, where are you drinking? That's nowhere near a four. You want a, you want a beer down here? Or yeah. a highball? You got a highball. Yeah. Today's podcast is sponsored by Suntory. Suntory For relaxing time, make yeah. it Suntory time. And so <laughs> I'm, I keep on losing train of thought. I forget where we're at too, but no, you're talking about like your oh, high yeah, school. Oh, yeah, musical theater. Shit. Yeah, right, so yeah. that was like my thing. And it it, it plays a big role in like my, my style of Ponyjee dance later. So um, I grew up doing... I was in band. Um, I was a uh, crazy like I was all into drums and everything. But uh, my biggest my my passion was I know it sounds weird, but it was like musical theater, man. I loved it. I you thought wanted that to I was be in like the Booya Tribe and shit. No, you didn't Even want to be in Booya Tribe. Them. You know what the guys in Booya Tribe? Yeah, no, not oh, the guy, but okay. like but all their dancers. Them, right? Yeah, you know when they like they all dance for our family's group. No shit. So check this Shout out. Shout out to the Booya Tribe. <laughs> Shout out Booyah Tribe, yeah. Oh, they just had homie that passed away last year, I yeah. think. I forget yeah, no, his he, name. He passed away recently. Two, um, two years ago? A year ago? No, he no, he passed away this year. Oh, okay, man. That's unfortunate, but rest in peace. 
Yeah, right. they were definite pioneers. Yeah. So, so the dance itself wasn't your passion, but just being from the family, right? Like as a child, like were you required to learn it? Did they make you practice it? No, my parents know, never. It's just I grew up. I grew up in our dance in studio. It. Okay. And I was like, you know, this is great and everything, but I, I don't. My passion was really like acting and especially singing and and doing all these things, musical theater. So I got into this really prestigious high school for musical theater and uh i was like you know punishing dance yeah that's that's all part of me but i want to do this and uh there's a lot of famous people that went to my my high school doing musical theater and i was like i started doing it in ninth grade i was all into it 10th grade you know started messing around whatever but then i realized there was like no rules for me you know uh, mm-hmm. and and this is on the Fire and Knife uh, podcast. Shout out to that that brother who did that podcast. He had a great interview with you. And and if anybody Rex. is more interested Most in hearing kind of uh, more details about all the work that Mavina's done, that guy is just he knew what he was talking about. Like really, it's a good podcast. So I advise you guys to go listen to that Fire uh, Fire Knife podcast. I think that's exactly what it's called, right? The Fire Knife podcast. Yeah, the Fire Knife podcast. And and, it, and it's great. But one of the things that you and, and what I feel like you're getting at right now, and one of the things you touched on in that episode was that what you've done within this traditional culture, right? This deeply traditional culture with all rules and expectations, is you have pushed the boundaries of it. You have innovated in ways that may have been intentional but intentional or not you Mm -hmm. have caused tremendous ripples throughout the community in this long tenure of of of, you know doing the dance and making the music he made it seem as though like you pushed them to change and that you've caused a lot of different approaches to the music that may have been met with adversity at first because you're not even really living on the islands. Right. You're coming from the States. But can you can you give yourself props really quick for being an innovator? Or is that a tacky thing to do? Mm, in our culture, you don't give yourself props. Can we mm. give you the props and, and yeah. you just tell us why you don't deserve the props because you only did this and that will, in fact, show why you deserve the props that we're offering you? Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, w- without without saying it, though, do you think that that, that accusation is kind of correct, that, that you, you've done things within the culture that some people have seen as innovation and some people have seen as like a oh, definitely. radically changing it in yeah. ways that are not positive? Right. Yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. for sure. I think that, and again, going back to my background, I'm Samoan and Hawaiian. I'm not Tahitian. But uh, after high school, I, I basically ran away from home. I lived in Tahiti. I kind of grew up there from like 17 to like almost 30 years old, you oh, know? Oh, shit. Yeah. And so what I was trying to do with Tahitian dances, Tahitian dances very, back in those days, was very just Tahiti. And then everyone outside of Tahiti was doing like fake shit. Like, not really fake shit, but, like, everyone was being like, oh, well, we'll just do like this. And it was like, you know, they didn't really know. And it's not everyone. There was a lot of great dancers back then, but people didn't know the history of it. So my goal was, how am I going to take my musical theater training and telling a story and putting the music, but how am I going to translate this to an audience that has no idea of what we're talking about and this is besides like a cheesy luau or something like that Mm -hmm. so how can i kind of combine those two worlds and i think that's that's how i got to where i am now you know i'm I'm not giving myself props or anything but there's the tahitian dance world in tahiti there's the international dance world 
of Tahitian dance. And what I try to do is connect the two and basically tell stories so that people not from Tahiti, like basically you guys can look at something we do and you'd be like, oh, word, I, I, I get what they're trying to say. and Oh, yeah, that's dope. You know, and then I can find a piece of me right. in that, in the music or how we're trying to do the costuming and um, even the choreography. Because I, I am from California, you know, I was born and raised. Mm -hmm. But then also at the same time, and you're walking a really fine line, not taking anything away from the culture. That's the hard part. I mean, you come from a family who's been doing it for so long, so you must be well-versed in the foundation, in mm -hmm. the history of this right. culture. Right, right. So you know the line to walk. Right. And speaking mm -hmm. of yeah. Brooklyn Terry, Brooklyn Terry says, learn, learn the foundation and then you know, forget it. You know what I mean? Right. A, a right. study. I, I, I don't want to fuck up his quote, but it's basically saying, learn from the people before you learn the history, right. learn the culture, and then put your own mark on it in a way that doesn't fucking bastardize the, the there tradition. You, go. you know what I mean? I that think doesn't there's a way fuck up the tradition to it. Of, yeah. That yeah. contributes to it. Exactly. Right? There has to be a way where you can learn it and be so well versed in it that it's just something just innate in you. Yeah. And then you can contribute to it. Sure. Because, I mean, you, you want to contribute, and I feel like you want to make some kind of change. Because, I mean, if you're just doing the exact same thing, you're not really innovating. I mean, you're, you're honoring and, and you're doing everything in the you know the exact same perfect way that everybody before you did it. But if, you, if, if that's all you're doing, are you really contributing in any way other than carrying it on? Or are you, you know, do, do you have to kind of offer your own... I mean, forgive the hip hop word, but your own flavor, your own right. kind of style, oh, yeah. your, your own input to 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 something as you progress. I mean, here we're talking about uh, Tahitian dance, but yeah. I mean, in in any it, kind of you know same. cultural yeah. type exactly. of activity. And that's the thing. I think people claim to know the roots and history and everything, and they're they're going to be like, well, now let me contribute, but they're like totally stepping on the tradition and everything, and they never really learned it. Can you speak? Can you speak the language? Yeah, and I can read speak, it and all uh, that type of shit. Well, it's it's funny because living in Tahiti, there's two languages. There's French and there's Tahitian. So everyday language, especially because that's I live why in he the could city. freak it with the French earlier. I didn't even think yeah, of that. So right, was French and um, Tahitian. Tahitian language. Um, I, I I know Tahitian better than I do my own language, Samoan. I know Samoan pretty well. All the different Polynesian languages are related, but are different. So I can kind of understand. So all is it kind of like, like, um, I don't know, like a Filipino dialect where you can kind of pick up on it, but it's a different dialect? Close, but it's not a dialect. They're like separate languages. Separate like for languages. instance, in, in Hawaii, they say aloha. In Samoa, we say talofa. In Tahiti, they say yaurana. And in uh, oh, yeah, that's New Zealand, they say kiaora, kia, kia you know. Huh. So, but so we have similar words. So like from... It's the European in the group here. <laughs> is that like, I mean, you know, like uh, like French, Spanish, Italian, mm -hmm. Portuguese, huh. like definitively separate languages, right. but very clearly the same roots where, yeah, I mean, if you speak Portuguese, there's a good chance you can speak up. You can pick up a lot of Spanish, even right. if you can't sure. speak everything. So. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's the same roots. Exactly. I, I always got the white people's huh. perspective. That's why they bring me <laughs> I here, mean, so. that's, you know, I can't get it. Shout like, out to I, all the know. white viewers here. You know, we got we, you. I mean, we've got several, and I want to give a shout out to Roy all, for, all three, for four of you. Well, I want to give a shout out to Roy for, for helping us out with that understanding in, in the, a very sincere way. 
Oh but, no, absolutely, yeah. I, I'm curious now. You've been, you've been, you know, obviously you're you're um, an important person to the culture. And this is uh, when it comes to subcultures, uh, a lot of people are very protectionist about it. Like who can get the information? Who's allowed to teach? Who's allowed right. to do things yeah. like what is allowed to change? Why does that person have the ability to do so? And a lot of them might be concerned about you introducing this to like Japanese people who are learning the dance, but not necessarily not the history. Question. Yeah. Is is there something is there something uh, that comes with that in teaching Japanese people that that is kind of not not like a roadblock but something on your mind when you're teaching a culture a very meaningful aspect of your generational history right. and your people's history is there is there something that is kind of there that's just like yo you guys just want to do it for the dance but you should also understand it for the history man we run into that roadblock all the time did i did i state that question yeah. right oh, no, absolutely perfect. i feel like Very i'm getting well there off of these you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, i think yeah. i was already there before yeah. we even started <laughs> bet i like that but but yeah like is there yeah. what what is the you know you, you're teaching you're teaching uh, uh japanese people who are it's a homogenous insular culture right who has an appreciation for things outside of their culture but usually in a kind of fetishized form where they kind of like mm. see it as an object That's instead so of well something put, that yeah. instead of something that is you know right um meaningful right i can i can see um yeah i deal with that a lot i think that when someone comes into our group we let them know that if you're here just to put on the costume and look like kawaii or something like that. This is not the group for you. We're here to do culture first mm. and foremost. And then um, if you're looking to be like, you want to be a star or things like that, because it, it just so happens that like we have the, the most um, amount of winning soloists and we're the only group from Japan that's won international competitions. Um, if you're here just to be a part of that or just to be like a winner or something and not know the culture at all, don't come join our group, you know? Mm. And there's people that are like, oh, you know, I want to know about culture and things like that. And then after just turn around and just like shit all over you and be like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I know everything now and I'm going to go start my own group and things like that. I And I actually, I actually do have a teacher's class where I'm like, Hey, if you guys want to act, be actual teachers, then you should know the culture and know the basics and what this is all about and things like that. So, it it so is. You teach really them little shit like language. You teach them like the history. Everything. Of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From That's like dope. A to Z. And, and there's not a lot of sources to learn it because I I looked for the books. They're not there. It. You got to find the people that know this shit. Right. And you know that's that's the good thing and then that's the bad thing as well. True. You know, if you're just a person like, hey, I want to know Tahitian dance. I'm going to look it up on the Internet. I'm not going to learn from someone who actually knows. Good luck. A lot a lot of these cultures, it, it comes from like a rich oral tradition as well. There's a, not a yes. lot of like, you you know, um, my father is a black seminal or he was a black seminal. And all of our history was not something that was written down and passed down in volumes. Right. It was things that were passed down verbally. And so when you're when the people get decimated, a lot of the history is gone. So it takes a lot to find that out and to archive that and get that type of information. So it's super important that 
it gets passed down in the right way um, and by people who are qualified to do so. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the whole reason why the dance was invented was to tell our stories, was to tell our genealogy, was to tell who we were. That's how we passed down our stories was mm. through the dance and the music itself. That's that's you know that that was our books. So so yeah. so, so out of the network. So so we know here in here in Japan, here in the Asia Pacific, we have we have you, we have your family, and, and all of the things you're doing. Is is that same movement of, of for this culture happening in Europe, in America, in South America, in yeah. in, in other places? Yeah, for Tahitian dance. Yes. You know what's funny? It's huge. It's uh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's funny, the central hubs for Tahitian dance now, before it was just Tahiti, Hawaii, and like California, because it was like that overflow from Hawaii, hey. you know? But now the international world is like um, you all US, Mexico is like killing it right now. South America is still newer. Um, Japan, now we're, we're, we're way up there now, and Europe. Especially oh, France shit. because of all of the French, yeah, Polynesian, right, 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 yes. right. Spain, Italy. That's ill, dog. Well, yeah, we're we're participating in this competition um, that's gonna go on YouTube in the beginning of June. What? There's competitors from all around the world. Yeah, yeah, that's ill, dog. The World Championships, um, and which we've won. Both in the hotel, like the see, the, I don't got the four hundred four. I don't got the bomb drops. <laughs> <laughs> First time Japan ever won in the yeah. World Championships. Yeah, congratulations in man. all categories. Well, you know, I, I, I feel <laughs> I feel like that it would be impossible for Rory and I to truly give you the props because we lack the context of how meaningful your contributions to this culture are. Oh, but yeah, we, we've no, got a little okay. bit of the sprinklings of it, and I just want to say that, like, man, it's a real. It, it, it's really inspirational and it's a real honor to be with somebody who is championing their culture and spreading it in, in, in a, in a very meaningful and proper way. Cause you don't get a lot of that. Yeah. You know, I was, I was telling my wife today about how excited I was to have you on because number one, I have a lot of respect and adoration for um, Polynesian people and, and basically any culture who has been colonized through, you know, imperialism or mm. British colonialization, French, you know, um, and, and, and that's a big thing about Hawaii, you know, with the sovereign, they, there's people who are all for sovereignty there that I didn't realize when I was younger, but my homie Steve's who started this podcast with me, right. he's from Guam and he yeah. is all for the sovereignty Tomorrow. of Guam. Yeah. yeah. He's all from the, for the sovereignty. And so that's really dope. My wife is Okinawan. And, you know, Okinawa were their own, you know, ethnic group of people their before they everything. were, you know, colonized before and imperialized by Japan. Japanese, yeah. And they, they look different and they have their own cultural traditions that are different. And my wife was like, wow, that's when, when we were looking at your video, she's like, that's dope. And it re-inspired her because my wife used to do Okinawan style uh, dancing since she was a kid. She's on TV and doing shit. Mm -hmm. She can play the Sanshin the, and, and her family also performed the taiko drumming. They're hella Okinawan yeah. and proud to be so. And usually when you talk to an Okinawan person, if you're like, yo, you're Japanese, right? They're like, no. calm down, yeah. B. Right? I'm Okinawan. Preserve that cultural right. heritage. And so I love to Hi, see Sai. that you are a I, I love to see that you are a person that, that is doing that, man. And I think it's really beautiful. And to hear about the success you're having out here is dope as fuck. It it really it, is. It really did get me. Watch. 
I, I thought what you was doing was cool off of just me meeting you and shit. I was like, oh, that sounds dope. We teach. A, I thought maybe you taught a little class or something. You know, you were able to live your life doing teaching a couple classes. But the magnitude in which you're 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 working out here is dope, dog. Shout out to it? you. Yeah. Shout out to you. Oh, thank you very much. But, so, but, I, I, oh, go ahead. Ask a question. Yeah. I, well, I, I guess the next question is, I mean, all the props that, that we have for, uh, I mean, Mavina, you, your family, what you're doing now, what comes next? So you said you're the, the, the fourth, you're the, you're the fifth generation doing this. Um, I mean, at this point now, you're, you're here in the Asia Pacific. What's next? What what happens with the sixth generation, the seventh generation? Where does that come from? Does that come, oh, I mean, directly from blood? Are does your that girls... come from the people that you teach? Does that come, you know, from, from your own kids? Are there expectations on them? Cloning um, technology? <laughs> right? You know, it's funny because, um, yeah, both my daughters live here. My son lives in Tahiti. It's, uh, all th- uh, my son is all about judo. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, judoka, yeah. yeah, and he's like living in Tahiti, born and raised there. And, you know, I'm like, son, you don't want to start dancing. He's like, oh, you know, but I love, I would judo love to, but I got to Osato Gari right. this guy yeah, later exactly. today. Right. I mean, that's his whole world, you know, and same with my daughters. They're Why starting he come to get to Japan. I mean, this oh, no, is he the come, Mecca. He comes the, and visits. Okay. You know, I mean, the Kotokan is right down the street. That I is, know, man. that is the Mecca of judo. Yeah. It's right there. Over there. You but know you know what's what funny? Even if you lived here, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, that's right there. Like, take it for granted. Mm. And it was the same like me. Like, with Polynesian dancing, I was born and raised in the dance studio, like, sitting there, like, just watching the dancers all day. I'm like, oh, my God, when is this going to be over? But, like, you never know. You know. My parents didn't force me. You never know until it, like, hits or it clicks. And if right, my right. kids are going to do it, they're going to do it. But I think the future of it, and because of now we live in the age of internet and whatever, is... Maybe if it's not my kids or whatever, it's just for people to have this general understanding that it's it's beyond just the aesthetic of mm. looking good and dancing in the grass skirts or you know. Yo, there's right? a lot more stories being told in ways that are just like beautiful right? about these things. Right? Like fucking Moana was ill. You know what it I mean? Was, like, yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like like. You as know, a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, we've heard some stories about. Oh yeah, the, so the folks that were involved in yeah, that movie. so uh, Moana, um, great movie. My sister was part of the Pacific Trust that did the whole movie. No shit. Yeah, and she choreographed the whole movie. If it's and Disney, everything. I no know it. If it's shit. Disney and yeah. my friends, I definitely know it. <laughs> Is that right? She yeah. she was part of the trust. See, yeah, and that was a beautiful telling of these deeply traditional and important stories. Right. I watched. I watched. What is it called? Coco. Right, I think oh, the man. Japanese yeah. one is "Remember Me." I was crying at the end of that thing, Doc. Movie. Uh, it was yeah. beautiful. It no, was I, beautiful, I related Doc. To Coco more than Moana. Uh, no, but I mean, Moana. but the thing about it was like it. Like I grew up in Southern California. You right. know, there's so much Mexican culture, and I just got used to certain. You know, I just seeing it. You like, could relate to all those things because, yeah. like, even though we know right. we're not Mexican, but like. We grew up around I, all that. I grew stuff. up. I grew up seeing people in that culture who, like, it was their day to day lives, but there was Absolutely. a beauty to it. You know what I mean? There was. It is a culture of people, and I was at the swap meet in Oceanside every right. single weekend. Oceanside and just like Oceanside. That's where I grew up in Oceanside. Man, I grew right? up in the barrio in Anaheim. Like yeah. I know everyone thinks OC is like you know like the OC, but nah, man. I grew up like. 
It was straight up. It was hard. Yeah, dog. I mean, we were in occupied Mexico. Yeah. It's basically, we were at. We're yep. in occupied Mexico. And it was just, it's beautiful to see those type of things. I love, I love yeah. to see it. Be- before we get out of here, I did want to like talk to you more about your music production. Can you tell us a little bit about your music career? Because I, I hear that like Nono Cena has been this long running yeah. musical group. Mm-hmm. What is, can you explain to me well, what that Nono is? Well, Nono Cena was um, the group that my grandmother started. So this has been going on for like 60 years then. Yeah. And it was a dance group. But then what I try to do is, again, bring in my, my whole um, um, music um, experience and everything. I try to take, just like with the dance, take the traditional songs and kind of flip them up or tell our stories in a different way. I think that's the future. Uh, responding to Rory's question is, what is the future of dance and like sharing our culture? It's It's... I think sharing our stories in a new way that people can understand that's right, not right. just for this certain demographic or these people. It's like you can watch it and get it, you know, mm-hmm. and you can relate with it. Sure. And so that's that's what I try to do with my music. And like people are like, well, you're a Polynesian artist, so you're just this genre. I'm like, no, man, I can do Polynesian music, but like I have like a lot of EDM tracks. I have like straight up traditional tracks. Right. I have a country track. Where, where can we where, let me play something? Should I play right. something from Nono Cena or like? That's so. That's all my old stuff. Let me old see. Shit? Just go. I, I don't to, know if like YouTube. Let me see. What was that on Spotify? That was Spotify. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. type in my name. Okay. Okay. Let me do that. All the beats on this episode are brought to you by my man Soul Dope ninety five from the Inland Empire, one of my favorite producers right now, and I use him quite often. This you, yeah? Yeah. So I have like already the top three is like EDM, oh, reggae. No shit. Uh, EDM. This one is like okay, so that one's kind of like a mix of everything. Okay. Here we go. It's a traditional chant that I rewrote, but va'a. trying to do it. Yeah, va'a means the canoe. Oh, okay. And just bring in traditional elements with like all these different things. They should got sixty-five thousand plays. You you want to freestyle over this, Roy? Let's go. And I recorded this in my apartment in Urayasu, in Chiba. You got a really beautiful voice too, dog. You got a great voice for singing, actually, man. Yeah. I used to listen to like Alfred Apaka and all a bunch of Hawaiian oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dog. Sampling them. That's those Goodwill right. records. The first album I made was a Hawaiian album. Really? It was called 19.5 about the, uh, the Mauna Kea. In uh, hyperdimensional physics. Oh, damn. See, this sounds progressive. This doesn't sound like traditional, but it has right. all the markings so the, of a. Uh, the melody the is traditional, and I have those traditional drums, but then I'm putting in like other layers into it, you know? Right. I mean the the color palette is is accurate you know it's Bringing accurate all the to what to make it evolve right like, right you, you can sense the roots you can sense where this came from yeah but it's clearly like modern built for now yeah. right and you say, I mean you say you were living in Urayasu I know exactly where that is and what that's close to and that's why I have like kind of a sense of, mm. of, of feeling as if I'm I'm at that place that is right near Urayasu Disneyland we're talking about Disneyland yeah, oh, yeah. of course. I mean, I grew up like 10 minutes from this, the, the original, the OG Disneyland. 
Hell yeah. You know? I've only been, I've been to the OG Disneyland like three times. So check it out. My grandmother danced at the grand opening of Disneyland. Wow. But both my parents worked at Disneyland. Um, and then I worked at Disney California and also was, I'm not supposed to say it, but it doesn't matter. I was the cultural advisor um, and choreographer for the show here. And Nupua too danced. Right, right. Shout out to Nupua. Yeah, so we're gonna do generate. We're oh, big time Disney fans, like hundred percent. Okay, you really freak it here. So it's just here taking on here a whole because yeah. it's a traditional. The words are a traditional prayer before you go out on the canoe, and I'm trying to take you on that journey. But then I made the melody and. Well, like, I mean, this sounds. This sounds like it could have been in Moana. You know exactly. what I mean? It starts off with that. Yeah. So then why didn't they put my music in? No, yeah. Why didn't they? Walt. <laughs> The music from one I was right. dope, though. No, it was great. It was a great film. Yeah. It's got to be one of my favorite Disney films. Not that I watch a lot, but I mean, it was up. Is it Disney or Pixar? I, I, I do watch a lot. It's Disney. Disney. Same shit, it right? It is one of my favorite. I mean, yeah. of the modern Disney films, it, oh, yeah. it is one of the best. I like The Rock. I like Dwayne Johnson, right? man. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I've a worked fan. with him a couple yeah? times. It's Dang. just their depiction of Maui. Um, I did not like. That's the only thing I did. Is that like. right? Yeah. What like in what way was it? Because like Maui is our ancestor. You know what I mean? Like he right. wasn't. It's kind of a. It like was a he wasn't like this buffoon of a, a character. Bit, yeah. yeah. You know. And in fact, if you watch our video, we actually did a whole presentation about this. That was our whole theme about who Maui was to us. Mm-hmm, the whole mm-hmm. character Moana and everything and everything else is pretty spot on. But the idea of Maui being this idiot is. Is, right. is that story well. supposed to be accurate though? Is Moana an actual cultural figure within? No, no, no. it's okay. But like the, I think the the different influences to create that character were very spot on. Okay, yeah, that's right. ill, man. I um, I, I I don't know. Like, how long have we been recording? We've been recording we're, for almost yeah, an we're, hour. We're, we're, we're a little over an hour. Yeah, we're we're um. Yeah, I, I, it looks like I got about fifty-two so. minutes on there. Let me before before um. You know, in Mavina, I consider us friends, man. We, I, I would, I know that it's difficult to get you in here to record, but I would like to have you back again to to host and to kick it. Maybe even get my yeah, my sorry, tomorrow man, buddies. Went off and like different no, this is right, exactly right. this is what I wanted to hear, and we, That's you are the guest of this in the focus the of this episode, about, and we man. we got, right. I think we got a lot when of. When have we ever stayed directly on the exact course that exactly. we were supposed to? I think right? That's what makes it exactly. Interesting, right? It ain't I, the mega on time show. It's the mega late show. Tell them, Rory, <laughs> you know, We tell get them. where we go, and then we show up tell at the them, end. Tell them. Right? You know, um, I do want to give a shout-out, since this is a hip-hop podcast, I do want to give a shout-out to um, my man, Curbside Jones and Dexter Fizz. They just released an album called The Last Train in January. Um, both of these artists are from the States, and they wanted to to um, create this EP to fuel an international tour to Japan, which they've mm-hmm, traveled mm-hmm. to before. And um, because of, because of Corona, they couldn't do it. But during that 2020, um, Curbside Joan and Dexter Fizz worked together with a bunch of Japanese artists out here, such as um, Laugh Life, Muma, Dharma, Ballhead, NF Zesso, and the homie Cram, who's been on the podcast, beat makers out here and shit, right? And so they kind of did this collaborative album, which is a nice fusion of American style hip hop with some Japanese influences and also some Japanese MCing. And I wanted to go ahead and um, I wanted to go ahead and play a track off of that and let you guys know that you can go um, buy this on um, curbsidejones.bandcamp.com. Let's see. Let me see what song we should play. Um, 
I've got No Wheels, First Train, Last Train, God, Nego 93, and Rainwater. Which one of these should we play? I, I want to go with Last Train because that applies very specifically to my life. Okay, tonight. right now? At Let's some play point. It. Oh, shit. We all know that. Yeah. The next station is Shibuya. Yeah, this is available on Bandcamp, man. Support local and independent art. This is like a very um Swisher House throw, right? It's a wavy album, man. There's this. My favorite track on this is No Wills, and the Japanese MC fucking kills it for me so much. I'm a huge fan of that. He raps in uh, Japanese? Yeah. I'll play it a little bit after this. Actually, I'll play it right now. I keep on. This is the one, my go-to one that I be playing all the time. Hold on. I like this song a lot. Is your Japanese good enough to follow that, Rory? Uh, only the words, not not, <laughs> yeah. not the flow. I mean, yeah. the, the way hip hop works. I mean, right. all grammar, all structures thrown out out the window, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like with Japanese yeah. hip hop, I love it, respect it. I like when I can pick up the words, yeah. but. I, I mean, I, I can't pick up the meaning of half of the English right. hip hop that I listen right, to. Right, right. It's like, oh, the <laughs> yeah, you really get nice. like I catch the motif. Cool, right? Here's yeah. a whiff. So let me yes. try to unpack that. I mean, that. when we yeah. talk about like half the independent hip hop, the yeah, reason yeah. is because I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, and, you know. I like so. that I don't know what they're saying. Sometimes I get to pull meaning out of it. With the Japanese, I'm go. not too good at it. Any so particular. So it's a good segue back to what Mavina is doing out here, right? So the the, the American hip hop flowed over here. Japan, you know, took it. They respect it. They've taken it on their way. They've taken it in their own direction. You know, in, some people consider that good, bad, but they've kind of made it their own. And the folks that are doing it right respect where it came from, know that history. Yeah. Maybe the same thing will happen with the dance that you're teaching over here. You know, the folks that really make a movement, you know, here in the Asia Pacific, they may do something different with it. They may take it in a slightly different direction, but they'll always have what you and those that came before you taught them to, yeah, to, to take it in that direction thank you yeah that's exactly what we're trying to do I got, I got one more one more like tangent that i would like to go off on you also own several like hawaiian restaurants like what do you own like lnl's back in the states and shit did you mention yeah, to me so, that do yeah. you have like a couple hawaiian restaurants and shit? yeah my, my dad created this thing called uh matiki um mm -hmm. island barbecue 
specific it's island barbecue it's like a, a like a, a mixed plate kind of, type of joint no so what my dad's goal was to try to do like is the in and out of hawaiian barbecue places oh, so shit. don't put a million things on the menu we're going to specialize in beef ribs short ribs uh top sirloin and chicken huh and what do you got like Two macaroni rice, salad mac salad that's it why isn't that here in japan yet dog? i know right? oh well you know why <laughs> No, you know we used to have the L and L in uh, Shibuya, Shibuya, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but they closed it down. They opened the truck only. I think. Yeah, and it's not the same. Yeah, now they have it in Enoshima, but um. Oh really? Yeah, they got L and L somewhere. Somewhere. That's somewhere kind of far over there. for local yeah, moko. Yeah, too far. The local and, moko uh, out here don't be hitting right, dog. Nah. Uh, I don't like. I don't want my local moko to come with like a side salad. No. Unless it's macaroni salad. Some you know of them I mean? are legit. Some of them are legit. You it's, know? it's very difficult to fuck it right, up, but right. yeah. I they mean, manage can, to do it sometimes. I mean, that whole word like authentic, uh, authentic locomoco here in Tokyo, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're always going to have to put their own spin on it. It's never going to be the same. Yeah. Like, that's one of the th- I feel like maybe they're using two quality ingredients. Like I need my beef right? to be cheaper. <laughs> like yeah. you go to you go to L and L and like that patty looks like it's right. like grade D yeah. beef, you know what I mean? But yeah. it, it hits. And, yeah. and and that's what my dad tried to create is like all top grade meats. Mm. Keep it simple. Keep it to what people like, you know. And uh yeah, it's called Matiki Island Barbecue. Matiki, everyone's like, oh, what what does that mean in Polynesian? It's literally my whole family. M, Mevina, me and my dad are Mevina. A, Alisa, my sister. T, Tiana, my other sister. Iki for Ricky. That's my mom's name. The Matiki. Acronyms. Yeah. It's the, it's the Word. G- right. All, All right. about the acronyms. When you're back there, we know where you got to eat. Let's get it going, dog. Yeah. Open it up here. First one, right, in, first one in Ikebukuro. <laughs> first one right here in Ikebukuro. I'm telling you, Ikebukuro is on the come up, man. Like, a lot of people don't know that the, the, properties, the property value is going up. Go. Dog. I'm with it. Uh, hey, I want you to know that I'm a cultural idea. ambassador for Ikebukuro. Uh, here's my business cards right here to let you know. I, I, I am also going to try to get this Hawaiian restaurant open up. Matiki coming to you soon, 2022. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, unlikely. But we just we'll opened up in out. Las Vegas. Uh, hey, that's dope. Two months ago. Hey, congratulations, dog. Thank you, man. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say other than the fact that I hope to have you back again, and I hope to, um, you know, more shares. No we doubt. didn't even get into hip hop talks. I remember the first night that oh. I I met you, I was wearing like a Run the Jewel shirt, and he was like, "Yo," and I was like, "Yo," and it yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, "You yeah. know what hey. I mean?" So uh, we'll we'll get into that sometimes, man. Definitely. But, yeah. Next time we'll do the karaoke at my place. We'll we'll get through it all. Broadcast indeed, live. Indeed, indeed. Broadcast live. Um, a couple questions. Uh, before we get out of here, Family Mart, Lawson, Seven Eleven, Mary Fuck Kill, go. What was that last one? Mary Fuck Kill, Family Mart, Seven Eleven, Lawson. Who do you marry? Who do you fuck? Who do you kill? Oh shit. <laughs> I've been asking this a long time. Was like a he was like, he thought it was like, this a daily yeah, Yamazaki? Like, what did they do? Right. I know. Yeah. Uh, Mary Fuck Kill. Family Mart, 7-Eleven Lawson's. Okay. Uh, Mary, Family Mart. Fuck, like, fuck, like, fuck them? No, no, like, have a, like, intercourse uh, okay. with them, you know what I mean? Just like, that's your girl uh, on the side. Lawson's. Um, kill 7-Eleven. Right? I, I think, I think 7-Eleven... That's my same. That's my same. Right, ranking. it's the same thing. Seven Eleven has good food, but they put my it. beers on the very bottom. So my my only the the only reason I would kill Seven Eleven is because 
You gotta get the right Seven Eleven. Oh, okay. They, right. So they they do. They're some not sh- consistent. They They're do some consistent. shady shit. Yeah. So so not every Seven Eleven has their own fryer, but right. they all they se- they all sell chicken as if they have the same fryer. Yes. But if you go to the the Seven Eleven that doesn't have the fryer in store, they just give you the microwave shit, and that just destroys it. And so like yeah. if if I'm at the right Seven Eleven, I love it, but. Because they're not consistent, and and I only have yeah. a choice to kill one. They get demerits. Go, right? They get demerits yeah. for being Seven Eleven without a Slurpee machine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I just but feel, it comes from here. Right? Seven Eleven yeah. comes from here. I think that's an American right? invention. Yeah. I mean, Lawson really? comes from Lawson comes from uh, from Akron, Ohio. Right. I know oh, the yeah. Lawson family. I saw that. Wait, 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 wait. You telling me some new shit? Seven Eleven is from Japan and went to the United States? Yeah. Is this accurate? I feel like I need to fact. If there's one thing I need to fact check, the, really, I had no idea about. Uh, am this. I wrong? Seven and Eleven. No, is I mean I take your company. word for it. No shit. Seven and Holdings, right? Seven and I Holdings. I literally don't know. I don't know. know. I don't I'm, know. I'm not, but I mean, I'll take your word for it. Shit. Not shit, gonna step I in. Yeah. All, all I'll say I, here I, is, um, right. End of the day, I love them all. I, I, I'll I'll take them all over pretty much anywhere I'm, I'm going to in the states. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. But Family Mart is king. Family Mart is king for sure. I think all the married men with children choose Family Mart. Yeah. I don't know why, but we do. Hey, if we're street drinking, I'll I'll stop at any of them. It's oh yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the end of the it day, it doesn't matter. All right, man. Mega Late Show, um, episode number one hundred and forty-eight. Uh, my name is Robinson Mega. This is uh, the Secret House Against the World Mega Late Show YouTube channel, as well as find us on all your streaming services. I want to thank you all for listening. And there's only two episodes left. Uh, can we get some uh, social media drops? Where can we find you guys on the social medias? Tag. Uh, do you so- do that? Really, all that matters is Instagram. Find me uh, at DJ Tag. DJ um, Tag. It's mostly stories of me at Japanese convenies and uh, the occasional uh, DJ events. Um, corona aside, but they'll be starting up soon enough again. Love y'all. Yeah, uh, find me. Um, Instagram's the best one at Mavina underscore official, and that's where you can find all my stuff. Thank you. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna learn from a real motherfucker and you really want to get down and do these dances the right way get at my guy Mavina okay beats so dope 95 we done I was gonna come in with some Alfred Apaka well hold on let me try to find some Alfred Apaka oh I used to have I used to have this record right here the same one Hold on, hold on. Yeah, you know the vibes, Mega Late Show, real niggas only. <laughs> uh, this I, is actually the the goodbye song, Aloha. Yeah. Okay, bet. You know, um, like I was saying, the first album, the first album that I made was a, a beat album, and it was called 19.5 because if you put a circumscribed tetrahedron inside of a sphere uh, using the you know the longitude and latitude lines the the uh, points one of the points will hit 19.5 um north and south right and 19.5 on 
uh, on all the planets is like this energy epicenter. And on planet Earth, 19.5 is uh, Mauna Kea, the largest shield volcano on, in the middle of the fucking I, I ocean. Know, yeah. And then if you put it in Mars, it's the fucking red storm. Or if you put it in Mars, it's Olympus Mons, the largest shield volcano in our solar system. If you put it in Jupiter, it's the fucking glowing red storm, the, the rotating storm, 19.5. So I had all these samples from like Richard Hoagland and all these fucking hyperdimensional physics samples, but it was all fucking like chopped, weird Hawaiian Alfred Apaka joints, like droning out and shit. And I lost all those because we lost all the damn zip disk. Yeah. But yeah, peace, man, Alfred Apaka. Mega One forty-eight. Cheers. Yeah.